This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A federal judge has ruled that the U.S. government has a treaty obligation to support law enforcement on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, but declined for now to determine whether the Ogala Sioux Tribe is entitled to as much funding as it's seeking. Tribal leaders depicted the ruling as a victory, saying the important point is that the court confirmed that the federal government has a duty to fund policing on the reservation and ordered U.S. officials to meet with Ogala Sioux leaders, quote, to work together to promptly figure out how to more fairly fund tribal law enforcement. The outcome of the case could affect other reservations in other states, including some where Native Americans were killed at a rate more than 10 times the national average. The Northern Cheyenne tribe in Montana has filed a similar suit. Ogala Sioux officials contend the tribe is entitled to federal funding for 120 fully equipped officers in the Pine Ridge Reservation. That's something the federal government has disputed. Judge Lang concluded that the express language of the 1868 Treaty of Fort Laramie, when read in conjunction with other treaties and federal laws, quotes, imposes some duty on the United States to provide law enforcement support on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. The contours of that duty is a more difficult question. Lang directed the Bureau of Indian Affairs to help the tribe refine its funding requests as soon as practicable to reflect its treaty obligations. He also told the federal government to reevaluate its census-based population estimates for the reservation from 19,800 to 32,000. That's still lower than the tribe's figure of 40,000. The judge said federal estimates likely represented an undercount. Governor Greg Gianforti has vetoed a bill to help more people obtain assisted living, pointing to significant fiscal impacts as a cumbersome process. Quote, while I look forward to signing into law an overdue increase in rates for all of Montana's Medicaid providers, I have significant concerns that Senate Bill 296 is a misguided policy brought by a stakeholder organization that has highlighted potential short-term savings but neglected to understand the legislation's significant long-term fiscal impact and burden upon taxpayers. That's Gianforti in his veto letter. An expert in the industry said the governor's letter misinterprets the legislation, which wasn't set to take effect until July of 2025. Bill sponsor Becky Beard, the Republican from Elliston, also said she was disappointed to see the veto, especially given the clarity she believes supporters had provided during debates. Quote, I was surprised because we had such overwhelming support. Beard said, so many legislators, 82% of them voted for the bill, and he vetoed it. And his letter that accompanied the veto was a bit terse in that it says, we aren't understanding the ramifications of what would be occurring. According to the Montana Secretary of State's office, 
legislators have until 5 o'clock on June 15th to return a poll that could override the veto. That bill is among 16 vetoed bills currently awaiting poll results. In a rare show of unanimity, Montana's entire congressional delegation is reviving bills to undo the consequences of a 2015 Endangered Species Act lawsuit. The bill would reverse the endangered species review requirements affirmed in a 2015 lawsuit Cottonwood decision. A ruling by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals determined that the U.S. Forest Service must review management plans whenever an area was identified as critical wildlife habitat or significant information about an endangered species became available. U.S. Senator John Tester, a Democrat, is advancing the bill on which he previously partnered with Republican Senator Steve Daines. In the House, the Committee on Natural Resources has advanced a cottonwood bill sponsored by Matt Rosendale. The Forest Information Reform Act, FUR for short, exempts the Forest Service from having to review its management plans when new endangered species information surfaces. In a March hearing, Rosendale faulted the review standards post-Cottonwood for killing a logging and vegetation process in the Lewis and Clark Forest near Lincoln. Lake County commissioners said in a letter Thursday that they would be honoring their commitment under Public Law 280, despite Governor Greg Gianforte's veto of a bill that would have reimbursed the county for the funds needed to do so. Public Law 280 is an agreement that the state opted into back in the 1960s for Lake County to oversee criminal jurisdiction of the Flathead Indian Reservation, and that only applies to felonies. Quote, out of concerns for the safety of our residents, tribal members, and thousands of visitors who travel through our county, we cannot accept the repercussions of our withdrawal at this time. That's according to the letter. Commissioners would have 30 days to deliver a withdrawal resolution pending the outcome of a lawsuit against the state. Quote, the commissioners are steadfast in their resolve that Lake County taxpayers should not be saddled with funding all PL 280 costs. The extension of the effective date of Resolution 22-42A does not signal a weakening of that resolve. The legislation that was vetoed would have appropriated $5 million for the biennium to run criminal jurisdiction that Lake County has argued and has filed suit over that it should be the financial responsibility of the state. The bill would have also started a task force with stakeholders to help recommend a permanent solution. The bill sponsor Joe Reed, the Republican representative from Ronan, previously told the Daily Montanan that the county would go bankrupt in 10 to 12 years if it continues to pay for these services, and the veto letter is evidence of a lack of understanding on how law enforcement is operated on the Flathead Reservation. Prior to the legislative session, commissioners signed a resolution 
that they would withdraw from the agreement if the legislature didn't allocate funds to reimburse the county, saying it costs over $4 million a year. Quote, we must have answers from the court before an informed decision can be made. Governor Gianforti's actions, words, and promises have shown ambivalence to Lake County, CSKT, and the residents of Lake County. Tribal members, police officers, and people visiting Lake County require a judicial determination not subjected to a veto. The Evergreen area is slated to receive a million dollars from the state to fund the construction of sidewalks along US-2. The money is coming out of the $1.2 billion, which was reviewed by Governor Gianforti last week. The bill funds a multitude of infrastructure projects across Montana. HB5, sponsored by Representative Mike Hopkins, the Republican from Missoula, shifts a million dollars to the State Department of Transportation to construct what supporters in Evergreen are calling Phase 2. Children unable to find a ride to school must walk or bike often along US-2. Evergreen School District does not qualify for state funding for a bus system because the school is physically too small. U.S. 2 routinely sees nearly 20,000 vehicles a day traveling one way in front of the junior high school. That's according to the Department of Transportation's 2021 annual daily traffic data. New data say more and more Americans are moving from Democratic-leaning blue states to Republican-voting red ones, and one of the effects of this change is that they're relocating to places with lower life expectancy. Idaho, Montana, and Florida, all red states, had the greatest population growth in the U.S. between 2020 and 2022. Meanwhile, New York and Illinois, both blue states, and Louisiana, a red state, suffered the largest population losses. California has experienced significant losses as well. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention data, states that largely vote Democratic have a life expectancy of 77.7 years and 79 years. People in Mississippi and Louisiana, two of the poorest states, which tend to vote Republican, only live to 71.9 and 73.1 years. According again to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, people who live in Republican-leaning states tend to have less money, worse health conditions, higher rates of gun-related deaths, and lower levels of education than people living in Democratic states. Hotshot teams from Montana are getting reinforcements from Washington State, Australia, and New Zealand as they battle wildfires raging in Canada. Officials say multiple fires in the province of Alberta have burned more than 6,300 square miles. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. 
Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations in 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.